contemporary British military thinking from the Wavell Room. Engagement, Fighting the Myths of Blackadder, Bad Lads and Bullies by Gordon. The army has a problem with its perception in the public. In my previous article, Winning the Narrative, I mentioned soldiers are victims. This view has been partly formed by the coverage of operations Herrick and Tellick. But this is not the only negative perception the public has of the army. How do I know this? Well, put simply, I do not spend my spare time near super garrisons. I play five-a-side football in my hometown and rugby and cricket at the weekends for the same club since I was 11 years old. I have a local pub, which my two brothers frequent, and which I previously worked in. Of my school year, 30% still live in the local area. If a consultancy firm were to brand this activity, I would not be surprised if they called it subconscious community engagement. It's not. It's my reality, and the reality of countless others. The only difference being that I have defined it. I acknowledge I am in a fortunate position, being able to weekly commute and take part in such activities, but the constant subconscious community engagement means that when I converse with people and the subject of the army comes up, I am repeatedly having to fight the same negative narratives. The three most common themes are national service should be reintroduced, the officer corps consists of General Melchitz and Lieutenant Georges, and the army is rife with bullying. These three themes will be referred to as Blackadder, bad lads, and bullies. Recently, the army has made an effort to challenge the stereotypical image of mad and bad veterans, highlighting that the army is a meritocracy and announced its efforts to right the wrongs of Deep Cut. But the statistics and narratives do not make their headlines. The army has a brand, a message, mass, and activity that could be far better used to increase engagement with minimal extra resource and some minor adjustments. This article will identify what can be improved and what should be changed in order to challenge the negative themes. Using social media The most modern and arguably effective ways to engage is through social media. Social media has swung elections, sparked revolution and infiltrated every facet of modern day life. Far too often the army's messaging is failing to reach and engage with audiences. Yes, follower statistics can be quoted, likes can be counted and retweets boasted. But for all the retweeters and likers of these, not money are new. I know it's not hard evidence, but in a quick check I conducted looking at a sample of 10 unit Twitter accounts, I found no attempt to tweet outside the corps or regiment was made. These lead me to conclude that the bulk of messaging, engagement and interaction is not reaching beyond those who are already engaged with the army. Put cynically, The posts of these accounts are publicising OJAR moments and not genuine attempts to engage. They need not be. The posts are good. They demonstrate soldiering, adventure, fun, sports, study days, diversity. Exactly the sorts of things that challenge the common negative themes. The solution is simple. All that is required is for the users to expand their following and tag people outside of their army-centric echo chambers. If users exploit their regional alignments by following local newspapers, sports clubs, further education colleges, schools, universities, the messaging will spread further. Once done, users then accept with discretion, then recommend other users which are automatically generated. You'll be pleased to read that is where the advice on social media ends and the next part begins. As an organisation, the army is comfortable with the mantra, do more with less. So to increase engagement in an era where the theme of more with less is not going to change for some time, 
it's not unusual or surprising that I'll come on to this later. What the army also needs to do is recognise that it cannot influence everyone. It does not have the time or the resource or money. Therefore, targeted engagement is needed. And by this, I mean targeting the right people using already planned routine activity. The vital ground. To try and understand this subject further, I decided to do some conscious engagement with some of the Colts. These are 17 or 18 year olds at my local rugby club. From this engagement, I recommend that the army identifies the teacher staff room of state run schools or academies as vital ground. Teachers have a huge impact on informing and shaping a young person's life choices, opinions and perceptions. And it's not uncommon for young people still in education to see more of their teachers than they do their parents, particularly in single parent families and where both parents are working. State schools are the most diverse institutions of the state. Positive engagement with teachers would lead to their positive perception of the army being passed on and the negative narratives being challenged. The change in approach would not lead to more white space being filled on unit forecasts. Would it not make sense to host familiarisation visits for teachers as we do potential officers, or even dedicate spaces on already existing familiarisation visits for teachers? Such an event or events could deal with the tough issues which hinder our engagement. For example, the perceptions of PTSD, bullying and lack of employability after service. Can units not invite teachers along to battlefield studies or regimental study days? Units could offer an individual to assist a school with a battlefield study and utilise some of the outstanding resources such as the Defence Academy, the Regimental Museums and the Prince's Consort Library in Aldershot. This would A. Bring history to life and B. Deliver the message that the Army is an organisation that values the importance of lifelong education and learning. These activities are mutually beneficial to all parties. The key terrain. Having discussed vital ground, the key terrain for engagement is new universities. Again, I discovered this with the engagement with the rugby club Colts, which was then backed up by statistics. More young people are attending university and more universities have been created and many have expanded beyond recognition. As a result, more people are walking past the recruiting office to three years of university. The Officer Training Corps, or the OTC, is not the silver bullet for university engagement. Individuals who join the OTC have been, by virtue of their attendance at OTC, successfully engaged. Should the OTC expand? Potentially, but that will take time, resource, including manpower and money, and not every OTC unit is accessible, particularly for the new universities. As with schools, a specific type of university should be engaged. And it's those universities which do not have a strong OTC presence and have a high proportion of state school educated students that should be engaged. Why the need to focus on state school admissions? Well, the engagement of public schools is successful. This can be seen by a number of officers who attend Standhurst. State school admittance to universities varies from 99% to 42.3% from Oxford University. To conclude, the Army is already engaging successfully with universities with a higher proportion of privately educated students. New universities should be engaged in the same way that teachers should be engaged, as routine business, but focusing this through sports and clubs. Whatever the sport or club, this could be wargaming, photography, kayaking, mountaineering, robotics, for example, I suspect there would be an equivalent at a university. These shared interests provide an ideal opportunity for engagement as well as an opportunity to conduct retention-positive activity and smash some stereotypes. I doubt many soldiers would complain about playing sport in university towns. 
This engagement through routine activities should not be restricted to universities or the teacher's staff room. When was the last time a regimental sports team did a tour of a region in the UK? Or played a fixture at Hackney Marshes or in Moss Side? Be it CrossFit, netball, football, rugby, squash or tennis. If service personnel are not comfortable playing sport and chatting to people in a robust part of England, then what hope is there for engaging with people on operations? Yes, the sporting tours to America and far-flung exotic places have their place for the serving soldier. But playing sport in the UK, in an area where the population is removed from the military, is an excellent opportunity for engagement. The low-level amateur teams can be found by exploiting the links personnel already have, or through, as mentioned earlier, effective social media engagement. Breaking out of the bubble. We need to break out of this bubble. We need to shed the MTP. We need to step outside the peculiar comfort of Aldershot, Catterick, Tidworth, Bulford and other garrison towns and get out amongst the people. Only then will the army effectively engage and put pay to the Blackadder and Bad Lad army myths. I have every confidence that there will be bureaucratic hurdles, for example funding or health and safety, but these must be understood and overcome. Therefore, I request and encourage feedback on engagement attempts that have failed or been hindered by process. We must expose these hindrances, understand them, and relegate them to the periphery of our activity. Obstacles, be they bureaucratic, natural or man-made, are there to be overcome and made irrelevant. Gordon commissioned in 2006 as a combat support officer. He has operational experience in Iraq, Afghanistan and in the Falkland Islands, and he is currently working in the training environment. Contemporary British military thinking from the Wavell Room.